turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program, The Friday Show. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and this is a very special edition of The Word to Stand On for Life. Uh, We're here to take your phone calls, answer your Bible questions, questions about stuff going on in your life. I'll give you the phone numbers in a moment, but today we're going to have a little bit different format. I've got Pastor Juan Ortiz here with me uh, for a Joy of Jesus program, at least for the first half of the program. I asked him when he came in, did he want to stay for the whole hour or, or just the first half hour like he did last year? And he informed me that he still has to go out and buy meat for the, the, the Joy of Jesus event tomorrow. So he better go after uh, the, the first half hour to get all of that done. Um, but if you have questions or comments or you want to share any experiences from past Joy of Jesus's, for those of you who have been involved, uh, we're going to de- dedicate the first half hour of the program today to that. And then the second half hour of the program, then we'll just take your questions and phone calls about anything and everything that's on your heart. Our phone numbers are 210-340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, or you can uh, use our Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. Of course, that is also free. Uh, And if you're driving in your car, remember the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the Call Now banner at the top of the screen, and we will connect you directly to our studio producer. Juan, it's great to have you here. Thank you for having me, Pop. My first question. Oh no! Is this is this is our twenty fifth? It is our twenty fifth year. Yeah, we we missed a couple of years because of COVID, mm-hmm. but our twenty fifth joy of Jesus. How did you ever get roped into this in the first place? I came back from Puerto Rico, um, <laughs> lost and afraid. Um, uh, you know, you guys remember about 17, 18 years ago, I took off to Puerto Rico, came back. And, oh, I, I'll and, never forget that day. You, you told me. Yeah. And, you know, and I, and I told you, I said, listen, I, I'm, I'm back. I, I don't care what I'd like to serve. I don't care where you put me at. I'll be an usher if this is all I can do. And you looked at me, he's like, are you kidding me? And then two days later, you came up to me 
again, 18 years ago, and you said, I want you to take joy of Jesus. And so you placed joy of Jesus in my hands about, I, I, I want to say about 17, 16 years ago. And let me tell you something, the first two, two or three years, I thought I was going to lose my mind. <laughs> but, but here we are, again, 25 years. Uh, we started in 1998. I wasn't around for that, but nine, 1998 in UC Park. Uh, and uh, I think uh, immediately afterwards, we, we went down to Travis Park, and we've had it there. And it seems like every year we add a completely different ministry. You know, people go there from our church, and they just start looking around, and they just start thinking, Lord, what can I do to serve these people? Um, and, and, and all the ministries that we have uh, have that idea. What can I do? to serve these people so that I can engage in conversations with them and share Jesus with them. And this year we have, uh, it'll be the second time, we have uh, Pet Paws Paradise, uh, which <laughs> yeah, is a mini. I, I got to that shot, when, they, when, when you came up with the idea last year, when they came to yeah. you with it, and you said, we're going to wash pets. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was shocked. Yeah, but, but the thing is that the, the, the homeless population, they, they have their pets there. And let me tell you something, last year uh, there was just a line uh, going through that ministry of uh, people wanting their, their pets groomed and clipped and, uh, and washed and, you know, and given new collars and, and treats and that. And, and the guys that are running it, uh, Sharon and Dewey, uh, they're there just sharing Jesus with them. Again, everything that we do there is for the sole purpose of engaging them and sharing Jesus with them. So... Uh, it's exciting. It's exciting. And I can't wait to see what's going to come out of this one. Yeah. You know, one, when uh, when you give people an opportunity to use the gifts that God has given them, they can get really creative. Absolutely. Now, all those years ago, we started with four, five, maybe six ministries. Yeah, exactly. And now there's, what, 37 or oh, something? Oh, yeah, close to 40, 40 different yeah. ministries out there. It's it's just incredible. From the bikes uh, that we give off, uh, the uh, the clothes that we give, uh, people who do nails and makeup and haircuts, um, massages. We have, a, we have a handful, probably two handfuls uh, of people who are do massages. We're going to have people there. In fact, I remember last year, and I was really jealous when I saw this, <laughs> there was a man being worked on by three of our people. This guy was, I, I think he I was... I thought on, that was pretty selfish. <laughs> give, me a, give me a break. Yeah, I, I thought he was unconscious when I, when I, I mean, because they were just working him over, and again, just the people love him, uh, and uh, and as you've always mentioned, that, that, that uh, human touch is something special. Yeah, I actually call those the personal touch ministries. Because when you're 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 ministering the gospel, mm -hmm. and you're also touching people, yeah. it's an amazing thing to watch. Uh, hardest the hardest of hearts won. Exactly, uh, melt. Yeah, and and they're so open and vulnerable exactly. to to the gospel message. I, I like to go stand over at Malta Medical, the yeah. the, the clinic tent yeah. and and watch what happens because people aren't you know they don't get any medical care yeah and and it's in there suddenly there's a doctor a doctor they trust yeah. and the gospel is being presented and people are being prayed for yeah. and it's an amazing principle to yeah. watch just they melt exactly with people touching same thing is true the haircut ministry and the the makeover ministry yeah. and the the manicure yeah. ministry yeah. um it, you know my wife leads the uh the makeup ministry uh and you know, there are times where I sit and just kind of watch her and the other girls that do makeup and the way they're holding their faces. Uh, you know, I hold my grandson's face with one hand. <laughs> uh, and, it's, and it's just like that. 
they, you know, we have her and, again, the other women just holding their faces, you know, as a, a little kid. And you see, like you said, th- their face just melts. Uh, and it, it really is something special. It really is something special. So uh, I'm excited also for the for the new group of people that we have. Every year we end up with a, tons of different uh, families, new families in our church. And I've come across dozens just say, this is my first time. I don't know what to do. I said, just show up. Just show up. Believe me, there's so much to do. And so I, I love to see the, that expression of excitement and surprise and unbelief because, you know, the, the, amount of, the amount of ministry, the amount of serving that we do there, coming from this little church here in Universal City is incredible. Yeah, well, and typically, and I, I don't mean to, to, to overinflate or, or anything, but typically we'll have anywhere from six to 800 yeah. of our people there in T-shirts. Yes. Um, I mean, that's just people from our church. Yes. Now, obviously, we have more people than that that come to Calvary Chapel. Mm-hmm. But uh, those are the people that are really committed and they want to get involved. Talk for a moment about their response when they get out there and they start being used by the Lord and they see what's going on. Um, talk about their response for, for a minute. Yeah, so, so they, they're out there and, again, they're just walking around almost in a daze. Uh, Travis Park is a fairly big park and they're just walking around. Uh, last year I had a lady says, I can't believe that, this, that we do this. Uh, and they, you know they go by the uh, uh, the food line, and, and the line is wrapped around the corner. And they look at the amount of people that are being served there, being talked to there in the line. Um, they, they go back to the bank ministry, and uh, Victor Perez has, in fact, his daughter told me that uh, they have the best batch of bikes oh, wow. uh, coming. We're talking. Really, really expensive. How many are we giving away? Right now, we're giving between twenty-five and thirty. But it's it's uh, we're talking top of the line stuff, stuff that you can't get at Walmart, stuff that you can't get. You have to. It's specialized bikes, right? Um, And uh, so, so you got people walking around. Just can't believe the not only the service, but the the content uh, of what we give, the food, the clothes that we give. They just can't believe that we're giving so much new stuff out. Yeah, you know, Paul and I talked about this on the program yesterday a little bit uh, with winter coming up, yeah. you know, the, the the homeless population and now especially with the migrant population yes. that's here, um, they didn't come with winter clothes. They did not. And, and uh, you know, we have coats and blankets and... Beanies uh, and gloves yeah, and boots, uh, backpacks, uh, blankets. We're giving out blankets too, Um uh, again, it, 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 people will see, again, especially the new people uh, in our church will look at this and say, I can't believe this is coming from us. Mm-hmm. You know, But again, uh, I've, I've even had people come up to me and said, how do you get people to do that for you? <laughs> and I looked and I said, this is my family. This is our family. Yeah. You know, uh, that's what happens when you grow up in this church, um, believing that God has put you on a mission uh, to share God's love with people. Uh, people buy into it. I have, and I've seen what God has done in my life. Uh, and, uh, you know, people from the outside usually ask me the question, how, do, how are you doing this? You know, it's, this is our family. This is what we do. Yeah. You know, one, I, I often say to the church here that once you experience God moving through you and, and you, you're using your gifts, 
uh, and especially if you are privileged to lead somebody to the Lord. Yeah. You know, it changes your whole life from that point forward. You you don't want to settle for less than that again. Yeah, it, it, and I hate to put it this way, but it's almost like a high. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it really is. It, it's a high. You, you That's wanna, okay. Heaven's yeah, high. Right? Uh, <laughs> you want to do it over and over again, and you're constantly chasing that. Uh, I remember as an unbeliever chasing all kinds of things. Uh, and it was never, uh, I was never satisfied until I came to Christ. And then I experienced, like you said, uh, reaching out to people and people responding to that message. Actually believing the words that were coming out of my mouth. You know, really believing in Christ. And that to me was incredible. I, I just, that high, that, that sense of accomplishment, that sense of awe uh, and humility. But God has, God has chosen you to, to lead someone to him. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. If you have any Joy of Jesus questions or comments or want to share an experience, 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. One, most of the people listening to this program are Christians or at least seekers. Um, What will they see when they come to Travis Park? Um, What will they see in terms of, of the layout um, what's what's the clothing experience like? Just share that sure. a little bit. Um, so, as I mentioned before, the park is fairly a, a fairly big park. I want to say that most of the park is going to be completely populated by us. <laughs> I mean, every at every corner you'll have someone. There'll be a, a booth, a tent, a canopy, a ministry uh, doing something. One of the things that I did this year, I went ahead and. Um, uh, uh, printed out a four by four map uh, that I'm going to hang two of them actually that I'm going to hang there at Travis Park where people can come by and take a look at where the different ministries are uh, the, again most of the park is going to be filled with these ministries but um, the I mean the bike ministry will have their own section the, the in fact the biggest uh, the biggest ministry uh, is the uh, the clothing ministry? That's I mean we've the amount of clothes that we're giving away today it, 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 or tomorrow. It's just insane. Uh, they're going to need a huge part, and you can't miss it. You'll see that you see the lines, you see the piles of clothes, nice and neatly separated by size, by gender, so forth and so on. Um, the food line, you can't miss it. Before you get there, Paula mentioned yesterday that there's personal shoppers. There are personal shoppers. Explain that. Yeah, there are personal shoppers. So uh, Erica Hinera, uh, she's she's come up with this idea of um, taking each person, um, every person in line, and having one of our guys, one of our girls, go around and show them where the things are, where their sizes are, if they... You know, they hey, I'm looking for a coat. They'll p- p- bring out the coats. They'll show them a few. I, I mean, it's just a personal shopper. And um, just to facilitate the, the, the move and, and everyone, and it loves it. And again, as I, we mentioned before, it's for the, we do all of this for the sole purpose of engaging people and sharing Christ with them. You know, as these personal shoppers are grabbing them by the hand and asking them questions about the clothes that they want. They have an opportunity there to share Christ with them. So, and it's not like we give everybody one set of clothing. They can pick pick a picture pair of jeans or pick a coat. No, no. I mean, they can shop. They can shop. Uh, we've had uh, one guy last year with four bags full of clothes. <laughs> I don't know what he's going to do with that. And we home. still took a lot of clothes. Yeah, home. we did. Oh yeah. my goodness, we did. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's it's um, uh, they'll have a generous amount of clothes 
uh, when they leave uh, the park. Yeah. You know, one many years ago, we did a, um, you supervised it, of course, uh, a, a Joy of Jesus trip to Reynosa. Yeah. And we did another one to Monterrey. Yes. And um, um, Mexico won't let us take clothing in. Yeah. You know, because that's a big industry. It is. In, in Mexico, especially yeah. across the border. By and, the way, we would have made a whole lot of money if we would have uh, taken the clothes. Yeah, we could have. <laughs> but the, the, um, it, we, it was really missing. I mean, yeah. there was such a great need, and, yeah. we, and there we didn't have the clothing. Yeah. But there's, there's nobody that can, comes to the park tomorrow who needs to leave. Yeah. without clothing. And we're not talking about just the homeless people or just the migrant You're population. Right. Um, you know, we're here to minister to families exactly. who have any kind of a need at all. Exactly. So they can buy, or not buy, they can get clothing, they can win a bicycle. Certainly there's going to be a long food line. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always long. Um, um, and, and then all of the ministries going on. Uh, so when somebody comes to the park, especially believers, anybody listening to this radio program, um, just imagine that this is what God can do through you. Exactly. Um, he, he didn't start this ministry with the biggest church in San Antonio. You know, you, you have a church with fourteen to 15,000 people. Uh, you ought to be able to get 800 people out yeah. there to serve. And, and typically that's not the case. Okay. Um, but, but God just asked us to do this all yeah. those years ago. Yeah. Uh, our, our anthem for Joy of Jesus is a song. We're giving it all away yeah. for free. We're giving that's it right. all away. Really? And uh, uh, it's just a wonderful thing to watch the people's reaction. Really Question, tomorrow's going to be hot. It's going to be hot. Uh, it's going to I've be, been praying for warm weather. You have. And, and some Lord, people are saying I've Lord listens it. to you. He doesn't listen to any of us. He listens to you. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's been an emotional roller coaster with this weather because uh, you know two two weeks ago or three weeks ago I was looking at the weather and it's saying that we're gonna end up with seventy five degree weather, the highs and a little bit of rain. I'm thinking, oh, this is so good. And as days go went by, the temperature just just kept getting you know. Just I'm thinking, you know, the Lord is actually listening to Pastor Ron right now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, ninety three. So we got to make sure that we dress uh, appropriately and and make have some sunblock and that sort of thing. But drink stay lots of water. Stay hydrated. Yeah. I'm um, super excited to see what the Lord is going to do. Uh, he, he always does something. He always shows up. He really does. Well, you are our public face of Joy of Jesus. You know, you're young and good looking and strong. Yeah. And, and uh, so, so when the TV cameras uh, want to talk to somebody, I always point, well, there's the pastor over there. Go talk to him. <laughs> and uh, what, what's your favorite Joy of Jesus memory? Oh, man. I mean, there's just so many. Um, uh, I had a... I was sharing with a reporter. Uh, he, she was asking me questions, and as, as I was sharing with this reporter, she started crying. Now, um, I, I believe that the Lord was working in her heart. She was completely overwhelmed by what we were doing. Um, sadly, you know that didn't really transfer over to the news. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, they, they had their own idea of what they, they wanted yeah, to present. The, so. the news stations don't have editors, don't they? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but but that was that to me was um, that that to me was really special. Just to see her, just um, an unbeliever, just completely in shock. And then I made it personal. You know, I made it personal. So what do you think? So what do you th- you know? Now that you've heard what we're all about, what I'm doing, and the message that we're clearly sharing with people, what does that mean to you? So well, that's that's a good thing. She never she never really answered uh, directly. She never took it personal. And uh, sadly, she went and. You know, but uh, but that that to me was great. She is, she is without excuse. She's accountable. That's for sure. She is. Now, 
at the end of the day Saturday. Now, sure. people will be, be getting saved throughout the day. Sure. But at the end of the day, you give a message in Spanish and in English. Yes. And, and, of course, for the, for the people in our audience, if you show up at Travis Park tomorrow, um, we really, really need Spanish speakers. We do. We with do. the migrant population Absolutely. that's down there. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's many that don't speak any English yes. at all. So people will be getting saved throughout the day. But at the end of the day, you give a message, yes. uh, a short uh, evangelistic message exactly. in English and in Spanish. That's right. Um, um, people always come forward. They do. They, they, they come forward. And, and basically, I'm just reiterating what they've already heard. Um, you know, they, they're walking around. They're, they're listening to the same message uh, from, again, whether you're at the bike ministry, whether you're having your dogs washed, uh, they're going to listen to the same thing, the same beautiful, um, gentle message of, uh, of what Christ did for, for us. And all I'm doing there is just reiterating what everyone has said. And people come forward. Both in Spanish and English. And see, we don't, you know, we don't, uh, we have no capacity to follow up on those people. Sure. They, they don't have contact and, yeah. and, and they're, they certainly can't get to Calvary Chapel right. San Antonio. We're not doing this to increase our church size. No. Um, uh, but we're, we're just leaving it in the Lord's hands. We're no. just sco- sowing seed. That's, That's all right. we're doing. That's parable of the, of the sower. Uh, we're just scattering the word of God. And, and if the Holy Spirit is ministering to somebody's heart, uh, God is able to take care of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, for me, uh, doing these, uh, for the, doing this Joy Jesus outreach, uh, I am satisfied with knowing that Christ is smiling on us. That's all. That he, he is uh, looking and saying, that's, that's, that's pretty good. Well, at least that's good. You know, uh, that to me is satisfying. Uh, as you mentioned, you know, we're not promoting our church. We're not promoting, you know, we're, we're not wanting people to hand out money. Obviously, you know, if this is something that we're putting I'll, I'll touch on that in my <laughs> message tonight for sure. Uh, but, uh, again, we do this because out of complete and utter um, gratefulness. Yeah. Uh, all that he's done for us. Isn't it a privilege to be asked by God to do this kind oh, of stuff? Oh, my gosh. It really is. I had a conversation with a guy at, at the gym today, and I, and I told him, I said, I shouldn't be doing this because I was telling about George Jesus and the fact that I'm also a school teacher here. I said, I shouldn't be doing this. If you knew who I was before I came to Christ, <laughs> you'd be like, this guy cannot be around people. Uh, and yet God has uh, he pulled me out of the mire and he's brought me to a, pos- a place where uh, I found great satisfaction, great fulfillment, great passion. Uh, it's all because I, 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 I crossed that line into, you know, into his arms. So. Yeah. One, we're running out of time for the first half of the program. It's gone by so quickly. Um, Talk about two things for me. Um, 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 Parking when people get there. Actually, three things. Um, Security for kids Mm -hmm. because we have a lot of kids that show up. Sure. Um, and and then then have the 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 approach to the migrant population sure. is to be a different population than Absolutely. we normally deal with. Sure. So so the kids, uh, we have a section, uh, a fairly large mm-hmm. section that's uh, uh, fenced off, uh, and it's going to be run by adults. Uh, there'll be adults with the kids there. They'll have games. They'll face painting and, and all kinds of really neat, neat things for them. Uh, but we'll have security is going to be re- really good. We have about 16 to 18 security guys at the park. Uh, on top of that, we have, um, we ha- we'll have two 
park police that'll be there. And of course, we'll also have uh, the the guys that are dri- riding on their bikes. So, so regarding security, it's going to be really, really, uh, really secure. Um, uh, Joel Moreno, who's in charge of that, that uh, uh, he's got a great plan. Um, and uh, I, I trust the guy. He knows what he's doing. But um, as far as your kids can go, you can place them there uh, in the children's ministry. They have a ton of fun. Have their own porta potties. Have their own porta potty, and uh, so you wouldn't have to check up on them every now and then, make sure that they're drinking water and, and, and okay. But uh, you should have no problem just coming in and dropping them off and uh, having them enjoy them. Uh, they'll enjoy the, their time. Okay, and where would people park one? So, uh, so we now have a uh, the Baptist Church have for the past few years have ended up um, uh, allowing us to park. They're about a block and a half away from from uh, Travis Park. If you go on our website, uh, you'll find not only the map of Travis Park, but you also have a map of the parking lot and the address. Uh, and uh, again, it's about a, a block and a half away from us. We have about five ATVs or golf carts that will be transporting people from the parking lot to the park. Um, and so there, if you want to walk that block and a half from the parking lot, you can. If not, you, you know, there, there'll be guys there just moving people around from the parking lot to the and back and forth to the park. So um, it's really close and it's free. Cool. With our last minute and a half one or just minute now, mm. uh, what about the migrant population? Sure. So there's been an influx of uh, immigrants coming through. A lot of them um, are actually being shipped out uh, to other cities. But there is still uh, quite a bit of people downtown, uh, from uh, Venezuelans to Cubans. I've got a chance to talk to the Cubans and, and uh, Mexican families coming through. Um, and uh, our, our position is Jesus. Our position is to share Christ with them. They're here. They're in need. And uh, the best thing we can do is to give them the joy of Jesus. Yeah, and, and nobody, if you come, no agendas. We're not passing Absolutely. out any ministry information. Uh, we're just there to talk about Jesus Absolutely. and be kind to some people. Hey, the first half of the program is over, Juan. Thanks for uh, being you here. You got it. Love you. We'll see you on the other side of the break in two minutes. to the word to stand on for life we're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR now here's pastor ron arbaugh welcome back to the second half of our friday show it's joy of jesus weekend here and i want to thank pastor Juan for spending the first half hour with me i've got a phone call waiting i'll get to you in just a moment uh tonight i'm going to be doing a very special message here at calvary chapel um oriented toward joy of Jesus. Um, So that's going to replace our normal Bible study in the book of Colossians tonight. And then tomorrow uh, at Joy of Jesus, if you can get there at 7 o'clock in the morning, there'll be plenty of work to do. Um, But the the event starts at 11 o'clock. It goes to 3 o'clock. It's at Travis Park in downtown San Antonio. And um, be prepared just to have your heart really and truly moved. Let's go to Ruben. Ruben, you have been really patient. Thanks for holding. You're on the air. 
Oh, I would wait forever to talk to you, sir. You know that. <laughs> Thank you, Ruben. God bless you, Pastor Ron. Pastor Juan, que Dios me lo bendiga mucho, Señor. Yo quisiera decirte que quisiera tanto, tanto, tanto ser parte de lo que van a hacer mañana de compartir la palabra de Dios con los saqueos que no hablan español. Yo quisiera poder ir, pero la, a la, a lamentablemente no puedo ir. So I just wanted to just tell you that, sir. God bless you. Well, Ruben, give give, your, give God a chance to give you extra health and extra strength. We'd love to see, even if it's only for a couple of hours. But believe me, the field is ripe for harvest. That's going to be my message tonight. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I told you. I, I would love to, to 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 help in Spanish, but um, Pastor Ron, I was just calling, just uh, um, not having the best of days. Uh, you know, uh, still reeling with the loss of my dad and and uh you know just feeling sorry for myself and i don't want to i don't want to do that i don't want to feel sorry for myself especially with my family that doesn't talk to me and you know the enemy just uh, i don't want to i don't want to give them praise anymore just want to like shut it off and just like yeah enough is enough um but uh i just wanted to ask you know everyone out there that's 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 listen if y'all could just pray for me and i was gonna ask you uh i hope i hope it's okay if i do this on the air but um is there any way that somebody could come and get me sunday since now that dad's no longer here i don't have to worry about leaving him by himself or finding a babysitter for him uh, which was a big reason why i never really went Mm-hmm. Um, it's just trying to find somebody to come and take care of them was very, very hard for me. Yeah, Ruben, we can work on that right away, but it won't be any any problem getting getting somebody out there to pick you up. So um, let me uh, spread the word, and I'll have somebody contact you. I have my, my number. I can give it to the to Mark, yeah. and he can give it to your producer. Perfect. Okay. Thank you, Ruben. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Bye. Uh Let me say something else to Ruben, and this is to anybody else who's going through a really hard time, especially with grief. Uh, Grief is normal, and grief hurts, obviously. That's an understatement. But the one thing you don't want to let grief do is turn into pity. Um, It's not about you. Um, When we miss somebody, it's the loss that we're dealing with. And the enemy wants to turn that so that he's the one who's able to to sort of move your steps and and redirect you. And he's going to turn your heart and your mind away from the things uh, of the Lord. And when we are hurting, when we are grieving, that's when we need to be closer to Jesus. So, Reuben, put on your metaphorical boxing gloves. Realize that it's at this particular time that you are in a fight for your spiritual life, and uh, you have got to have the will to fight back. When you don't feel like it, you still got to fight back. You have no choice. The enemy is going to be relentless, and he's not going to give um, give you slack, any slack at all. He's not going to, oh, he Ruben's having a hard day. Let me just take it easy just for, just for he won't do that. That's when he'll pour it on. So Ruben, we'll see what we can do uh, as soon as uh, we get that number. Three four zero ninety five eighty five. If you have any questions or calls, not just about joy of Jesus this half, but about anything, here's a question from uh, Dewey. He said, "Hi, Pastor. I know that God promised Israel the deed for this land. 
Why, why did Israel give up so much land in the past in the exchange for peace? What is the history of the Palestinians in the land of Israel? I'd like to get your biblical perspective on this. Well, part of the problem here, Dewey, is that there's no biblical perspective. God owns the land. God gives it to whomever he wanted. He gave it to Israel. Uh, that's never been rescinded. Uh, God uh, punished Israel. He, he, he judged Israel for their disobedience, for the rejection of Jesus Christ. Uh, over periods of of literally hundreds and hundreds of years, after warning them and warning them, and then then judgment had to fall, and Assyria, and then Babylon, and then later the Medes and the Persians and the Greeks, and finally the Romans up to the time of Jesus, they came and oppressed the people of Israel. So the people of Israel have been oppressed. The problem since 1948, Dewey, is that. Um, because Israel is surrounded by neighbors who want their extension. I don't know if you caught it, but um, the people that are chanting uh, in the protests are chanting, from the river to the sea. That's the, the Hamas um, theme. That that's, that's their desire. They don't want a two-state solution. The people of Hamas will only be satisfied when Israel is pushed into and destroyed by the sea. In other words, off of the face of the earth. So they're trying to negotiate peace with people who want don't don't even want them to exist. And so there's not going to be any peace. And the reason Israel has given up so much land in the peace negotiations over the past decades since 1948 is because there's been pressure from the world community on them to do so. You know, the Palestinians, they're not a, 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 a group of people that anybody else in the Middle East wants. There's plenty of room in the Middle East, but no other country, especially Jordan, which would be the natural place for them to be, the place that they originally came from. During that nearly 1900 years that that uh, the land was unoccupied by Israel, uh, these people came and settled in the land. And that's why they say it's their land. It's not their land. It's God's land. And only God can take it away. And he's given it to Israel. Israel is now a nation. They will remain a nation. Jesus is coming back to Jerusalem. He's going to put his feet on the Mount of Olives. Um, and so the, the idea that we're going to negotiate away the land that God gave us is sin. And the, the, the reality is that Israel, uh, while they are God's chosen people as a nation, the individual people, they just want peace. That's all. They just want peace. Like you would want peace and I would want peace. They just want peace and they're willing to give up anything for it. The problem, as I said, is that that is never going to work. There will never be peace in the Middle East until the Prince of Peace comes. So that's the background, uh, and that's the reason that they're doing it, Dewey. Thank you for the question. Let's go to line one and talk with Terry. Terry, thank you for calling. You're on the air. It's always my joy, Pastor. Oh, hi, Terry. uh, (laughs) That's it. And I was listening to Ruby, uh, Ruben, and uh, uh, remember when you were in the business, the car business, you would buy your guys a suit of clothes sometimes? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it made him feel good, didn't it? But it made you feel good. You, too, you right? look good, you feel good. <laughs> That's exactly right. Well, let Reuben know, and it can be substantiated if Pastor Juan is still there, that there's a good stock of large men's clothes, 3X, 4X, 5X, like new stuff, and I think some pants and nice coats. 
Uh, is Juan still there? No, Juan is Juan's gone. Okay, he has to go well, buy. Then, he has to go buy meat for Joy of Jesus. There you go. And uh, uh, I know uh, it was taken in. So Reuben, if you're still listening, and you can get there uh, one way or another, it, you know I'm sure that the ride could be accommodated. But uh, uh, there's some big stuff there. You get a personal shopper; they'll take you through, and uh, <laughs> it's going to be a glorious day. So, well. I remember long ago, <laughs> and I'll share with the people, the sun was setting after one Joy of Jesus outreach. And people you know, going back into the darkness, into the night, and winter's coming. And there was that little vignette that uh, was filmed. It was about a two-minute uh, video. David Hands, I think it was. And it showed the, the, the man who had attended. And he just turned and looked in, into the the west it's dark almost and he had his little bag rolling behind him and he started off and, and just started boldly marching forward i know he'd been touched by the event too so it gives him great hope and great joy and we thank you jesus yeah praise so, the lord okay and that's, that, that's well, the reason we're doing it terry it's just to provide hope for those who who at this point in their lives they don't feel like they have any well i hope ruben's been listening and Ruben, if you have call back and let, you know, figure something out. But uh, it'll be a great time for you, Ruben. Well, Terry, you know what God we could you. do? If Ruben, if Ruben could possibly make it out there, we, we'll yes. find a chair for you and a chair for him. And you can yes, sit and you, enjoy, the, enjoy the, the event. I, hey, I, I was thinking, you know, walking on that soft turf. Uh, and I, I, I've been walking today pretty good. But good. walking on that soft turf, turf over there in the heat. I don't know. I'll be crawling with the dogs. <laughs> hey, well, if you're crawling with the dogs, we can groom you. <laughs> That's right. Hey, listen, it'll be a great day, and uh, uh, I look forward to seeing you there. Thank you, Terry. Thanks for the call. Bye. Appreciate it very, very much. Here is a question that comes from Desiree. Uh, she says, if I'm in a relationship that is loving and committed, why do I need to be legally married? Desiree, I'm assuming that you are a Christian. You're listening to the show and sending the question. So I'm going to give you the only answer that you need to know. God says so. Period. That's all. That's why you need to be in a marriage rather than just living with somebody. And, you know, you can say it's loving, you can say it's committed, but God says, this is what I recognize as marriage. And, and Desiree, we live in a world that is trying to, to recreate God in our own image. And we just don't, we don't have the ability to do that. We come to God on his terms and his terms alone. And anything short of that is disobedience. And, of course, as a Christian, if you are living in willful disobedience, there are going to be consequences and judgment is eventually going to fall. So, Desiree, that's what you've got to decide. Do you love Jesus? He said, if you love me, you will obey me. And the fact that you are, are in a relationship that 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 is is uh, sinful um, and Jesus says get married, you have a choice to make. Who do you love more? Do you love you? Do you love your partner more? Or do you love Jesus more? And obviously, if you love Jesus more, that will be beneficial for both you and your partner. But the Bible says very clearly that people who live like you're living will not inherit the kingdom of God. First Corinthians chapter 6 and Galatians chapter 5. Um, 
And God doesn't apologize for that. The world may think, well, I don't think that's fair. God never asked your opinion, nor does he care about what we think or what we feel is okay. God says, here are the rules, and only God can make the rules. So, Desiree, I hope, in fact, that ministers to you at least hits home in your heart. 340-9585 for your live calls and questions. Here is a question that was sent in by Nancy. She says, I came out of a very legalistic church two years ago. I got used to working really hard, and now even though I understand God's grace, I feel like I'm not doing enough and am somewhat lost. Can you help? You know, uh, Nancy, the, the, the thing that you're struggling with is um, your contribution to the kingdom of God. And here's the thing that we've got to make peace with in our own walk. Jesus doesn't need us. He wants to use us. He delights to use us. But it doesn't depend on you. And it's sort of the difference of, of hard labor or a labor of love. You know, if you're working really hard, you can grit your teeth and kind of bear through it. But, but when you're, you're, you're working out of love, then it doesn't seem like work at all. It becomes a great, great joy. And what you've got to understand is that God wants you to enjoy your walk with him. And that's the problem with legalism. People that are legalistic or people that are trying to earn their way to God, um, they're miserable people. I tell our church all the time, you know, they're like people with their shoes on that are three sizes too small. And they're just doing the best they can, but, but it's not very good. And there's no reward for that kind of service. The kind of service that God rewards, the service that at the Bama Seat of Christ we will receive crowns for, is service that is to honor God, service that is given from a, a cheerful and an obedient, a passionate heart. It's not, well, i got to do this. It's not like knocking on doors. It's interesting that when you see cults like Jehovah's Witnesses or the Mormons, the Mormons in the middle of the summer are riding bicycles in the heat and Jehovah's Witnesses are knocking on doors and, and they're doing that because they think that's going to earn them some sort of position with God. And God says, no, 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 I never intended for, for labor to be like that. This is a labor of love. And he wants you to enjoy that labor. And Nancy, if your walk with the Lord is not fun, now it doesn't mean it won't be hard, but if it is not fun, then you're the one who's missing out. You're the one that God wants to do something unique and he wants to change everything for you. So when you feel like you're not doing enough, understand that's the condemnation that comes from the enemy. Romans chapter 8, verse 1 says that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So every time you feel like that, it's easy for you to identify the source of that condemnation. It's Satan, and you don't want any part of that. So read your Bible, and by that I mean read it and believe what it says is true. We are God's workmanship. This is Ephesians 2.10. That Greek word for workmanship is poema. Where his poem is expression of beauty. And God created you to do works that he prepared in advance for you to do. 
And when you're walking in the will of God and you're using the gifts that God has given you and you're doing that which God has set before you, it is a wonderful and joyful activity. Nancy, I'd also uh, encourage you, uh, I don't know where you are, but um, come out to, to Travis Park tomorrow and watch the, the just the, the sheer joy. Now, it's going to be hot and, and, and the day gets long, but watch the sheer joy of the people who are serving there. You know, we say we want to be kind and we want to be a blessing to the people at Travis Park. Uh, but the reality is, we're the ones who get blessed. We're the ones who get blessed, Nancy. And that's because when we're out doing what God has given us the gifts to do, He's prepared us and He's prepared that work for us, you're going to see a completely different motive. I say all the time that motive is everything. So, Jesus, I just want to be out with you. We're going to have uh, kids dancing, kids serving, uh, kids that will be out sharing Jesus with adult supervision, of course. Um, uh, it just They're having fun, and we need to have fun, too. We have uh, drama teams, and they're going to be having fun. It's because this is what God has asked them to do. It's just a, a, a spectacular day. And, Nancy, I think just uh, an hour out there will change your perspective on your background. So no legalism, just enjoy the work that God wants to do through you and he wants to do that work in you as well. Here's a question from Tina. She says, what counsel would you give me regarding my children? I don't want them around some of my family members and am being criticized for it. I have two transgender relatives. I don't want them to be a bad influence. Tina, you're the parent. You don't have to make apologies for, for protecting your children. Um, you know, the, Paul writes uh, to the Church of the Hebrews. He said, uh, throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And when he says to throw off things that hinder, sometimes it's family members. And if you've got family members that are actively promoting sinful lifestyles, then you don't have to apologize to them for saying you don't want your children exposed to that. And just shut off their lines of communication. Now, no, we don't like to do that with family, but, you know, they'll shut off the lines of communication with you because you don't agree with them. So here's what we say. Look, I love you. I want you in heaven, but... I'm not going to have my children around adults who believe that this lifestyle is okay. It's not okay. And I, I, I just, I have to protect the kids. And then walk away. No guilt. Um, uh, don't feel bad. Don't feel like you're being mean. Just let them know that you're a Christian. And you believe what the Word of God says. And that's the way you're raising your children. And then tell them to give you some room. If you don't want to talk to me, don't talk to us. But we're not going to acquiesce to your lifestyle. We're going to follow Jesus Christ. And you know, the world thinks that's horrible, but but the reality is um, they're the ones who will separate themselves from you. You know, Jesus said, Tina, that that he came to divide the world. He didn't come uh, to bring peace in, in the sense that uh, families will all get along. He said, I'm going to divide mothers from their daughters and, 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 and fathers from their brothers and brother and sister. 
divided against one another. And the reason he, he said that it wasn't that's not his desire or his goal, but that's the reality. When we start standing up for righteousness, when we're pursuing personal holiness and we want to raise our children in the in the fear and the admonition of the Lord, well then what we've got to do is is just shut out all of the noise around us and and realize that God is pleased. So Tina, hang in there and don't worry about what they think and pray for them. Don't get angry with them. Don't get bitter toward them. Just pray for them. And you live your life with such a joyful witness that uh, when their lives come crashing down, and they will, they will have a relative, a family member. They can say, well, you know, Tina, she's not like the rest of us. And your witness is something that God will use. Okay, uh, boy, the time's gone fast. We're inside three minutes now for the program. Um, Michael says, I was told that the Bible says we're never to worship the Holy Spirit. That seems wrong to me. What are your thoughts? Uh, Michael, the Holy Spirit's God, and we're told everywhere to worship God. So, of course, we're to worship God the Father, we're to worship God the Son, and we're to worship God the Holy Spirit. I can't imagine who would have told you that that's the case. Now, I want to be generous here with the people that may have said that to you. Um, The Holy Spirit's job is to testify about and to exalt Jesus Christ. So the Holy Spirit's not seeking attention. And I think sometimes, especially in these crazy charismatic churches, and I always say we are a charismatic church, but I'm talking about these crazy out-of-balance charismatic churches. It's all about the Holy Spirit and what he's going to do, and, 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 and the Holy Spirit would never do that. The Holy Spirit is going to take your hand, and he's going to take your heart, and he's going to lead you into the presence of Jesus Christ. That's what he is doing. That's who he's going to reveal. He's never going to talk about himself. And so uh, maybe I want to believe that that's, that's why they told you that. But, but, but he is God, and, and we worship God, and, and he's every bit as much God as the Father or the Son is. And, of course, we are to worship him. So uh, don't worry about that. You know, I start my prayers off uh, daily. I just, good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. And I don't want to exclude any member of the triune God, I want them to know that I love them and that I'm worshiping them. So, Michael, thank you for the question. Well, we're here at the end of the program. Let me talk very quickly about Joy of Jesus, sort of to give you a a summary. Um, Tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock, actually, people are going to be out there as early as uh, 7 o'clock getting things set up. Um, We can always use manpower or girl power. Um, um, you can come out of the park and believe me, they'll put you to work. Um, the event itself is from 11 o'clock until 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It is a wonderful day. Literally thousands of people will be going through that park throughout the four hours of the day. Our worship teams will be out there, um, our, our kids' dance teams, our drama teams. It'll be a fun day, but the most important thing, it'll be a day to be kind and tell somebody else that Jesus loves them. Pray for us. If you can't get out there, pray for us. We'd appreciate it. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Lord willing, I'll be back on Monday at AM 630 The Word. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.
Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapels, the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The word to stand on for life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Calvary.